back to a pillar of scaffolding, a black boy on his ass, legs out, head bowed, hands on stomach, holding it all in. That kid's been stabbed, said Alicia. Come on, said Jim. You're not going to get a cab down here. Got to call the police. She fumbled in her bag for her mobile, asked for police, ambulance, the lot, through lips gone fat and rubbery, refusing to form the words. Sirens hurtled through the night. Jim swiped her mobile, clicked it off, chucked it in her handbag. Let's go, he said. They're on to it. We should do something. We're too pissed, said Jim savagely. He took her arm. Not a cab to be seen on Wellington Street. He led her up towards the Royal Opera House. Glad you're here, Jim, she thought to herself, older than the others. Did I drink that much? A gin and tonic before? Wine with the paella? Doggy had flaming sambuca. He would. What's up with this pavement? Got a steep ridge down the middle. Am I going to be sick right outside the Temple of Opera? The paella yawn in the Cruella dawn. My head's coming untethered from my shoulders. Breathe deep. Out of the corner of her eye, a floating orange light in the drunken blur. Taxi! she yelled, flinging out an arm. It swerved into the pavement. She wiped her cheeks, sucked in air, hung on to the window ledge, tried to look like someone who wouldn't projectile vomit, gave the cabbie her address, Lavender Grove, near London Fields. The cabbie looked jaundiced in the street lighting. All right, love he said, tongue flickering between grey lips. In you get. Madhouse back there, innit? You coming too? Jim shook his head, swung the door shut, waved her off. The driver checked his mirror, pulled out, wheeled round in a tight U-turn. The door's locks shunted too, startling her. The lights dimmed, went out. She sank back into the darkness of the cab, tried to stop her head from lolling. Don't black out. Tell him the route, and he'll know you're all right. Down here, left onto Tavistock Street, left again onto Drury Lane, straight on. Yep, keep straight. You're all right, love. We know where we're going. Couldn't wet her lips, flinched at the swish of lights overhead. Her heartbeat was in her head, her breathing in her ears. Never been drunk like this before. Her head tilted, throat tightened nodding dog on the back shelf. Come on, blink, suck in the air. She lurched to the side, clicked on the intercom, and thought she said, My drink's been spiked. But the words, shapeless, fell to her feet. Don't worry, love, said the cabbie. You're all right. I'm all right, she thought, face crushed into the seat, staring at the carpet, mouth slack. If I'm all right, what do ill people feel like? Dad? What's that, Dad? Always take a cab in London after eleven o'clock. A black cab, mind. None of those furry dashboard minicabs driven by those Bangladeshi bastards. What do you know? You're in Mumbai. I'm here in the smoke. In the black... coffin dark. The only light from the demi-migraine splitting her cranium. She blinked twice, 
confirming eyelid mobility and a total absence of illumination. She ran her hands over the seat. It was the same ribbed seat of the cab she'd taken, but it wasn't moving. She couldn't see the hands of her Cartier watch. No idea how much time had passed. She felt for the door. Stuff slopped to and fro in her head. It was locked. She fingered around the window for cracks, knelt on the floor, spidered her hands over the sliding window of the driver's compartment. Shut. Immovable. The first tremble of panic fluttered beneath her ribcage. The other door. Locked. Window shut. She listened, eyes wide open, trying to tune into the faintest sound. Nothing. She put her hand to her mouth. The fingers trembled on her lips, and her breath pattered with the hyperventilation.